Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Happy New Year and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam, uh, Sam Dracula on YouTube. My co-host, Muggsy Bugs. It's 2021. We made it. <laughs> we, yeah, we did. Finally got through it. Gosh, glad it's over. Yes, yes. Um, a, a fresh new uh, fresh new year to look forward to. Um, this is episode five of our podcast, which is insane because I think it's just fl- like flown by already. So if you're just hearing this, there are four other episodes to check out. So go check those out. But in this episode, we're talking about the continued roller coaster of the Hornets year, the ups and downs. We're talking about the starting five and LaMelo Ball's minutes. We're going to be talking about Malik Monk. And we're also debuting a new segment, Storytime with Muggsy. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I don't want any spoilers, but it's probably going to be in the title. We're going to be talking about dunking. <laughs> but first, more pressing matters. Since we last <laughs> recorded, the Hornets played the Dallas Mavericks, they beat the Mavericks. And then from there, it's been kind of a slide with two or uh, three losses, first to the Grizzlies um, without John Morant and Jaron Jackson, which hurt. And then two losses to the Sixers, were, which honestly, not that unexpected. The Sixers are a very, very good team. Like they look like they could be the favorites out of the East. So at this point, the Hornets are two and five. Uh, Muggsy, what are your overall thoughts on the team thus far and the performances uh, at this point into the season? Uh, well, I mean, it's still early in the game. Uh, I'm pretty pleased of what's been happening thus far. I mean, you just mentioned, you know, the big win they got in in, in Dallas, which was huge, you know, mm-hmm. especially coming off the, the, the that win from uh, Brooklyn Nets and then carrying over the momentum going into uh, the Dallas Mavericks and you having five guys, you know, guys pretty much stepping up scoring the basketball. I think all starters was in double figures that game. And that's what you need. But the bench was the true uh, essence of that game. You know, Miles Bridges came off the bench and did a great job. You got Melo continue to keep elevating his game, showcasing why they did decide to pick him number three because he's been electrifying, you know, uh, every time he goes in. And I think Coach is doing a great job with him too, keeping him um, positive every time he comes out the game, knowing that he's, you know, going to go back in not hang, having any hangups. And then, um, you know, of course, you, you know, everybody expected that game in Philadelphia the way it went. I mean, that was a two, that's a, you know, that was a championship caliber team they, they, they faced. Um, so you got to kind of look at that in, in whole totality. But the overall play from everybody, you know, Gordon Haywood's, uh, and still leading the charge, really playing well. Terry Rozier putting up some good numbers. Um, but I think trying to find Devontae Graham's shot, I think the game in Philadelphia is starting to see the ball go through the nets and start to build up his confidence. I think they're going to need more of that in order for them to have any type of success going forward. Yeah, like as all things considered, the Hornets are in this position with all the bright spots they have, which they do have bright spots. It's, like it's not all doom and gloom for the franchise yeah. right now. And they're in this spot. Yeah without PJ really clicking, without Devontae really clicking. So imagine how, like the, the Hornets definitely have another gear left in them. And we're all as fans just waiting for that to click in. And that so, some parts of the fan base are a little impatient with this point. They want to see that now and they want to see changes. Uh, we've seen the same starting five um, since Zeller went out. Um, 
he traveled to Philly. So that's a positive sign. Um, I don't know exactly how long he'll be out for. He, the injury was four to six weeks. So hopefully it's on the, the sooner side. And um, not to further um, tangent, go on a tangent, but Biz, I thought, has been playing very well um, in the minutes he's been getting. But Muggsy, my question to you is, uh, what are your thoughts on the five, the rotation? Um, because a lot of fans want to see changes there. They want to see Terry, or sorry, they want to see Devontae uh, bench for Melo. They want to see PJ bench for Miles. Like, what do you think? And in your experience, like, how is the best way to kind of handle that at this point in the season? Well, well, I think Coach JB has a good pulse on his team and he understands what he's trying to get out of the guys. And you got to keep in mind, you know, PJ, this is only his second year. He's going to continue to have those up and downs. Uh, but more importantly, the potential is there. You know, you see the signs. And I think as chemistry and uh, for the team, I think, as I said, Coach has his pulse on it. He knows what's best for the team. You know uh, how to keep that balance. You need some scoring punch coming off that bench. In order to, you know, have that second unit be effective and having Melo, who he's still, like I said, he's his rookie, uh, having him come in, not being thrown out there with the starters, not putting that extra pressure on him. And it's still only seven games in. So having, you know, that understanding and, and trying to get, you know, looking at the, the long haul of it, uh, I think Coach JB is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing with the, with the crew, uh, keeping them fresh. Um, keeping them uh, understanding what your role is on the team at this particular point. I know fans can always be impatient um, because they're outside looking in. And he's and with the guys within that locker room, within that staff, they know what they're trying to accomplish, what they expect out of each and every one of the guys. And I think everybody knows their role at this particular time. So uh, when your opportunity calls, you got to be ready, though. Um, right now, he's gone with that same unit uh, when since uh, – uh, Cody been out. Um, they've been having some success, but it's been up and down. It hasn't been consistent enough that uh, translating to win. So, um, like I said, it's still early. You know, I have uh, really high hopes with PJ uh, going forward. I have, you know, good uh, things as well for Devontae Graham. You know, Devontae right now, he's still trying to figure it out, you know, mm -hmm. accepting uh what Melo's uh, role, well, not so much what his role is, uh, accepting what he's need to do, but he got to really understand what got him the player that he is, you know, the things that he did last year, you know, playing that relentless, shooting the basketball, knowing that they need his, his scoring and his leadership out there. So I have no doubt that Devontae going to get back to that, uh, that, that type of play, that high level of play uh, going forward. And it, this is only really a conversation as well, because when Melo and Bridges come on, those guys really click with each other. Like with this last game against the Sixers, Melo came, comes in the, in the first quarter. He immediately grabs a rebound, goes on a fast break and throws a lob to Miles. So when you see that, it's like, whoa, we could have had this from the start. So it gets your mind wondering, when are we going to get to see those guys in the beginning? So I totally understand the... Um, the want to see changes in the, in the starting five or in just the minute distribution. Cause I see it too. Like I'm looking at it. You look at this and like, Oh man, these, these guys are really good together. Love to see them play more. But like you said, you got to trust JB. Like he's the, no one knows these players more than him. And these guys are starting for a reason. Yeah, and absolutely. And then, you know, and those are little spurt moments that you're alluding to, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're all highlight films, you know what I mean? Highlights. Uh, realms that you that you alluded to, you know, Melo throwing 
alley-oops to the balls and so and so forth and so forth. And that's what you need. They come in, they change the game. You know, they, they uplift the bench and you need that, you know, that balance. And who knows, you know, going forward what, what the future holds. You know, Melo may wind up being in the starting lineup. But right now, you know, of course, eventually he will be there. Um, but right now, I think they not trying to throw him out there uh, with the Wolves, letting him come along slowly. And he seemed like he's relishing within, in, in, relishing in that role. Um, that's one of the reasons why he's having uh, the games that he's having. I mean, he, he flirted around with a triple-double in the last game, you know, with 12, nine assists and seven rebounds. So, I mean, but not shooting the ball on a accuracy, uh, on a more of a consistent basis, you know, shooting 35% right now. Um, that's going to have to improve. But, again, we're not rushing him. He's getting in the minutes that he's um, well and deserving. Um, playing what 23 minutes a game, and, and that's something that again, early on in his career, is something that he need to build up to that 30, 35 minutes. Uh, but right now, I think they're doing a great job with him, um, keeping him within himself, allowing him to keep growing, keep his confidence going. And you know, who knows that in halfway point of the season, he may be uh, in the lead of the rookie of the year. Yeah, I think he's a great chance, especially like I'm really impressed by his effort on defense, um, especially yes. in those Philly games. Like there are times where Simmons and Embiid, like two world class players, were just standing with the ball. And Melo's like, nope, I'm swiping at this. I don't care who you are. I'm coming yeah, after yeah. the ball. You got a good presence. Yeah, he does. I mean, he plays both ends of the floor. That's what I like yeah. about him. Um, and it's not like he's a raw, raw defender. He just get his hands on, you know, he reflects a lot of balls. Uh, he, he's always going for rebounds and he, uh, as a guard, you like to see that. And then he has the ability to push it, you know, and, and pushing it meaning not only just by dribbling it, but throwing the ball ahead. So uh, you got to love that about him. Oh yeah, it's, it's totally fine. Totally fine. I'm so glad he's part of the franchise. Um, so transitioning from yes. the starting five and looking at the bench, uh, Malik Monk, we've, we got some action against the Sixers in the second game, 10 minutes. Uh, fans are wondering what's up. Like I, I am in the live stream for these games. The the chat is always asking about Malik Monk. Where's Monk? Where's Monk? Where's Monk? Um, we know he had COVID uh, coming into the season. He's had a rough 2020 from um, the the suspension to the the stoppage mm -hmm. um, to he had I think he lost someone due to COVID as well. Um, so he's finally it seems like being involved in the mix again, which is great to see. Um, after we talked last week, uh, the uh, Rick with the Observer put out an article about um, his frustration about not playing. And he had a quote from Brego. Brego said he has no yeah, issues with Malik. He rightfully said he, so. He's doing everything he can. Um, it's more about the group around him. Man, professional. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and even in Malik's comments, he understands it. Like, he's just ex expressing himself. It, he's, I think he's well within his right to be frustrated because he knows we can give what he could give, right? Absolutely. Um, so what... Can you yeah. talk about the player mindset in that state and and then what you think Monk can bring to the Hornets um, as, a, as a player and, like, how we can lean on him? Yeah, and, and I feel for Malik you know, because I'm a big fan of Malik. And uh, what he's gone through, what he's been gone through, uh, I really feel for him. But, you know, as you just mentioned and alluded to, he's been a true professional. He understands what's happening. Um, but, um, you know, right now, I think – being outside of that rotation can frustrate you, knowing what you're capable of doing. You know, he put 50 points in 
one point in time during his career. So, you know, you know he can score the basketball. And uh, last year, just before the season was ending, he was having a, a really good season. Um, so, uh, I mean, a really good year. So, you know, that could be frustrated within itself. Um, he just got to continue to be professional, wait his opportunity, uh, keep getting better, you know, in practice or one other time that, you know, you get the opportunity to work on your, on your skills. Um, but just be ready, ready for the moment. Because, again, he can score the basketball. You know, a guy like that can put the ball in the hoop and you always need guys who can shoot the ball, who can score the basketball and who can be versatile. Um, so hopefully that, you know, he'll get that opportunity again. But right now, you know, as you just mentioned earlier, coaching them just uh, feel like it's the, you know, he's just the odd man out right now with uh, Rogier and Melo and, and Devontae Graham, you know, getting the bulk of the minutes. Um, you got to try to find something um, going forward, you know, for him uh, because you got to decide, is he going to be part of the organization or, you know, they want to, you know, make a just change uh, elsewhere. Yeah. And I, I sit there, I see him, I know, you know, we know what he's capable of. Um, I'd be curious, like if he's honestly not in Brego's plans, the idea of packaging Malik Monk with an expiring contract for a player that is part of JB's plans could be very valuable either um, within the next few weeks or, just before the deadline, like the Hornets have, depending on how the season goes and what their goals are as the season goes, they can do some things in the trade market. But um, keeping Malik, the idea of Mello, Malik, and Bridges being on the court at the same time with Malik's leaping ability and Bridges' leaping ability will, like, that whenever that happens, will be a good day because we're going to get a lot of highlights out of that. I think people sleep on Malik's athletic ability. <laughs> He can jump out the Absolutely. gym. Like it's gonna be Lob City too. Yes, when those guys play together. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, and we get to I see think it. You just, and, and just gotta get Malik more or less to understand the buy on both ends of the floor. And I think you know he would do that. And because uh, I, you know, the talent, I think sky's the limit for the kid. I think he he can really score the basketball. I think his opportunity, you know, someone really believing in him uh, on a consistent basis, and him being able to have you know, that point guard or that guard on the floor can also make him better, can also contribute to, you know, him and his success. So I like to see him, Miles, Mello um, on the floor as well. Um, again, you know, that's all coaching decisions. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. And so we we'll, we have a game uh, against the Hawks on Wednesday and the Pelicans and then the Hawks again. Actually, let me back up. Uh, after the Hawks and the Pelicans. Uh, I believe that's an ESPN game. So Hornets on national TV, if I'm getting that correct. Uh, Alonzo versus LaMelo. We get to see it. Uh, that's going to be really fun. Um, and then we're back with the Hawks and then the Knicks. And then that's those are the games in between episodes. So out of those, out of the Hawks, Pelicans, Hawks, Knicks games, like what do you want to see out of the Hornets um, in this next stretch of games? Like anything you're looking out for? Um, anything you'd like to see? Tweaked any performances you'd like to see? Well, just more growth, um, you know, continue to share the basketball. You know, what's one thing they have been doing and one of the leading uh, teams in the uh, in the league right now is sharing the basketball. And that leads to a lot of guys having success and more guys contributing uh, on, on the uh, office end of the floor because they need that. You know, you can't you can't just rely on one particular guy because they don't have, this is not that type of team. You know, you got to have the multiple guys scoring, the Haywoods, the Rozier, 
as well as the Grams, the PJs, and the Miles, guys coming off the bench. Everybody doing their role. And Biz got to continue to keep being around the basket and be ready for those passes and catching those passes and being able to finish presenting themselves. And um, that's what I'm looking for uh, in terms of watching the Hornets continue to see the growth, um, the, 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 the maturation of, of Melo continuing into his, you know, uh, understanding of the God uh, of the game because it's starting to seem though it's slowing down for him a little bit. He's getting he's saying um, plays before it happened. Um, he's able to create those plays. Uh, it's just a shot just not there. But the one thing I do like, he's staying aggressive with it. He's not shying away from it. Um, he's staying aggressive, uh, shooting a shot when it's supposed to be sh uh, shot. It's not like he's forcing anything. Um, so, you know, you look, you, you, when you see that, you know that can be improved. So um, I'm watching all those type of things as I keep my eyes on the Hornets and, uh, and just trying to see how we continue to get, get better because I do know we do need some that inside presence. Um, where he is out there, I don't know, um, but that, that rim protector will be helpful with the group of guys that we have now. Yeah, and uh, with Zion coming through, like, it's like, okay. I wish we had him now. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. okay though. And then um it's a it's a process, yeah. right? So, um Muggsy, Yes, it is. It's a process. <laughs> I want to uh I want to ask you what I've been asked the most. A question that comes up every single time mm -hmm. I ask I, every time I tell someone I do a, I co-host a podcast with Muggsy Bugs. Um I'm curious if you get this question a lot as well. Um, Muggsy Bogues, tell us, tell the world, have you mm. ever dunked? Yes, I was able to duck a basketball. Yes, I never dunked in the game, but yeah, I was able to duck a basketball. I had a 44-inch vertical, you know? So, uh, you know, I just messing around, of course, in practice and just take a volleyball, just go up and just slam it very easily. Cause you got, you know, you can palm that, uh, but you know, but I never dunked in a game, but I have dunked the basketball. Yes. Again, like I said, I had a 44 inch vertical jump. Tell them. Can you get up off the floor a little bit? Yeah, Muggsy. <laughs> no, talk that talk. Let them know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, that's how I was back then. You know, dunking for me, like I said, but Spud had that vertical vertical, you know, he five, seven and he just got up there. But you know, for me, laying it up, dropping it in you know, that finger roll, you know, because I never even took the chance to want to just dunk in the game. You know, it never excited me to that point. And again, you know, I'm not the one, I don't like to be embarrassed anyway. And even though trying to dunk wouldn't be an embarrassment, but uh, I just like to make sure that I'm going to finish it off and landing it up is always a higher percentage for me. And uh, for anyone else out there that's yeah. wondering, I right. answer to the question again. Yes, I was able to dunk the basketball, ladies and gents. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if anyone's wondering, I have never dunked a basketball. Um, mm. Here's something I found though. I got close. Like you said, I, I'm five. I'm five nine, soaking wet. Okay. Like on a good day, I'm okay. five nine. When I when I was an athlete, I could I could hit the rim. That's about it though. If I had a tennis ball, I could dunk that. But. Uh, I was I was looking on YouTube. I just typed Muggsy Bogues dunk just to see what was out there. Some guy took a video game clip, right? This is like in 2014, no, 2014. 
it's a replay of a video game mm-hmm. clip. It has 1.9 million views. Like it's the it's a it's like a self someone he took a, like a cell phone video of a screen of a replay uh-huh. of a video game in 2014, and it's almost at two million views. It's insane. So people are curious. <laughs> They're watching this 13 second video <laughs> to see to see uh to see evidence of uh, Muggsy Bogues dunking a basketball. It's wild. But That's good good on uh Ibby. man. I tell you. <laughs> cool. Um. Well, Muggsy. That's what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Exactly. Um, that's uh, that's all. Yeah. That's it for this week. Uh, is there anything else you want to get into before we say goodbye to the people? Well, we need to talk about the Hawks a little bit. You know, they okay. uh, yeah. uh, well when they about to face the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, because you know they train young down there. Oh, yeah. um, that's going to be a good matchup for um, Melo as well. So another opportunity to see another young guard um, with their high status, um, being able by the Lord short stature wise in terms of height wise so that's going to be another test him getting the opportunity to, to see these type of guards and, and having the opportunity to go up against them it's going to be good for him it's you know the first time around so i'm looking forward to that matchup as well the pelicans we mentioned mm-hmm. uh with the you know the ball brothers as well as zion and it can't forget graham down there too so i'm looking forward oh, yeah. to that but i'm also looking forward to that that trey young Cause that's a lot of hype right there. That Trey Young and Melo, that's a lot of Instagram oh, yeah. uh, hype right there. And um, and, and Melo, and he's up for that type of stuff. He loves that. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see who do you think will be the first guy to shoot a, a three from the logo? Like I can see, and I I know Melo likes. There's footage of Melo doing it. Melo likes the deep three. We know Trey Young from, likes from deep threes. Logo? Yeah, for, yeah, from the cent, from the half court logo. Yeah, from the center logo. Oh, uh, well, I hope Trey already done it. He's going. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. Just, I want to see just, it. Uh, that's a nature. That's just a natural shot in his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's uh, <laughs> like the the we the, saw the other night, Stephen. Oh yeah, yeah. The logo three is almost the new like alley ooper dunk. Like the the levels of shooting has yeah. just elevated entirely in the league. Where these monster three point shots mm. are, we even just... seen LeBron shoot one the other day. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's awesome. So I, I'm psyched. So I'm, it's cool that we get to see the Hawks so soon together, mm-hmm. and for like the players. So we saw the Hornets Absolutely. play the Sixers in like in this little mini series. Uh, stayed in the same city. Um, mm-hmm. Had a, had a day's rest in between, at least one or two days in between. This time they have the Hawks. They play the Pelicans and they play Hawks again. Does that does that affect preparation at all? Like, is it better or worse than like having the same team twice versus playing them, playing a different team, and then playing that same team again? Like, is there any difference in the prep for that, or is this another game? No, no. It actually makes it easier for the for the coaching staff because they already have the footage and the game plan how we just played in prior, so they ain't got to go back and and redo anything, mm-hmm. but just kind of tweak some stuff what they want to correct and some of the things that they didn't do well at. Um, but it's more, you know, NBA, it's just game to game. You know, guys understand that it's just another game that we got to go play. Because um, you were used to it in playoff because you play each other, you know, the best out of five or the best out of seven. So you get accustomed to that. But this is, you know, something totally different where because of the pandemic and the crisis, we got to be able to, you know, play each team twice in that city during a regular season game and then come back. So it's a little unconventional, but we have to do what we got to do in order to get through it. 
Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good reps, good experience uh, for our yeah. young core. And the, the more of that, the better. As, uh, we, we, we need Absolutely. them. We need them to carry us. So that's it. That's it for uh, episode five. Is that what it is? That's what I said, right? Yeah, five. Yes. Ooh. I don't know what time. That's one thing from 2020 that I'll just never forget how quickly time can go. Um, even like wings. in the moment. Yeah, it's mad. So taking the, making the most of your minutes is everything. So thank you for spending mm-hmm. your time listening to this. We really appreciate it. Uh, tell a friend. Yes, we do. Whatever device or platform you're listening on, do whatever you're supposed to do. If it's on iTunes, rate it, subscribe, all that. You know how you guys know how podcasts and all that stuff works. Do it. Thank you. Thanks in advance. Um, but yeah, until next time, we'll be back uh, Wednesday uh, with another episode of the Believe in Hornets podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. We'll talk to you soon. Over and out. See y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E. AV on YouTube.